Tires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! You guys wear a lot of spandex and live together. Are you gay? I have to laugh. <laughs> Whew! <laughs> Ugh. All right, back to back to back, back upstairs. Oh, you're late. You're late for a very important make. You didn't poop or shit or crap. You're late. You're late. You're late. What the fuck is happening? Boy. Fuck Fortnite, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I that's swear a, to God. That's a strong out the gate right there. We can talk about that. <laughs> so let's just start the show first because this is Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And you've Look, clearly had a bad week with nerds. Listen, I like Fortnite's a game for, I assume, children. I've said it before. I've said it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It is for children. It's this game where a bunch of people run around, kill each other on an island with really fancy guns. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The whole Batman Fortnite comic book thing, we just had issue two come out. And I've read issue two because I get all the digital stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's dumb. It's fucking dumb. Uh, but the it's weird how... DC seemed to have a lack of understanding how popular this was. Because mm. mm-hmm. we got shorted, like, a bunch of them in general. And everyone, mostly 40-year-old men, kept coming in asking, like, why don't you guys have Batman Fortnite comics? I ordered three of them from you. And, like, you didn't order them. God. You requested them. These are Get the... off my fucking back. Oh, these fucking guys are the reason... Um, comic book guy from Simpsons exists. Like, if yeah. they didn't act like that, that stereotype wouldn't be out there in the world. I'm a geek and I want to beat these geeks up. And No uh, wonder and the, we all got picked on so much. Because guys like this. The, yeah, and the only real thing for this of why everyone's going nuts, from what I understand, because uh, because I get them, is because every comic comes with a code that you can then put in a Fortnite for a skin or a thing sure. in the game. Fortnite has a and ton of playable characters in terms of like bringing in um, outside properties. Oh yeah, so Street Fighter, mm-hmm. Predator, um, DC. I mean, there's Green Lantern, Batman, a bunch of other yeah. characters. I can't think. They just of. put in Laura Croft. Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. like they all the bunch, they're like the Funko for video games sort and of. And Fortnite's just a shooter game, right? It's yeah, it's just a battle royale game. Yep. It's free, yeah, unless you want to pay money for all the upgrades, skins and stuff mm-hmm. that you could, upgrades that you could get. But it's literally a free game of just you on an island with ninety nine other people. Last one standing wins. Hmm. It's like I, I've said on a podcast, I've said it on the podcast multiple times, but I played it when it first came out. But man, between this, between like this week in general, because 
we I don't think we talked about it too much on here, but between that and the rise of trading cards, especially sports trading cards, it's weird. And trading car- running around getting them. Trading cards seemed to, uh, seemed seem to go in cycles. Like I remember, uh, it's been twenty years, and because when we were younger, there was uh, the Magic the Magic the Gathering and Pokemon were just massive 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 and then playing cards were still around but you know they not huge and from what you've been telling me it seems like they've been getting really big again basically since the pandemic started mm, um that makes there sense. has been a huge rise especially with pokemon and sports cards mm-hmm. there have been a huge rise of people just buying them to find and reselling them to the highest bidder for a card, like for like some sort of uh, extra uh, funds, and it's insane because mm-hmm. like people, I see a lot of people do like unboxing card videos online because my nephew watches them every once in a while, <laughs> yeah. especially for Pokemon. Yep. you can't find Pokemon cards these days. Like it is impossible. Uh, Magic the Gathering, not so much these days, because they just keep putting out new sets on a, like, monthly basis. Oh, sure. Magic has always been pretty, um, uh, big in terms of the amount of stuff they put out there. Yeah. So, between, so this week in general was just hell in a handbasket dealing with nerds. They're trying to find Pokemon and baseball, basketball cards that we just don't have. And mm. nerds that are trying to find Batman Fortnite comics. If anyone wants is really wants those codes, give me a hundred dollars and I'll <laughs> for each one since I get them digitally. That's you funny. give me a hundred dollars and I will give you like one per issue. So sure, you give me a hundred dollars, you get the first code. Give me another hundred dollars, I'll give you the second code until you get all the codes and you can finally get that fucking armored batman or whatever that comes with the last one i remember when i was younger um like we were just talking about uh, trading cards and it it brought something to mind that i've never been like big on the uh card games uh in terms of uh like i obviously like i like munchkin and i liked regular old-fashioned card games like my buddy ryan and i used to play phase 10 all the time and i always oh yeah and i always liked poker and everything but i never got into like magic like i tried to learn it and there were just too many rules but what i just remembered just now is there was a star wars card game for a little while yes i know the one you're talking about that was a uh I guess a lot like magic. It's probably nothing like magic at all, but in my head they're the same because they had so many rules that I just gave up. It was a battle oriented, like you had to build, it was like car, it was a deck building game. Yeah, it was a deck builder. Where you kind of had to get cards and you had to like play them. I, I had some of those, but I got them more just for pictures instead of playing. Yeah, I did kind of both for a little bit. Like, I I wanted to get them because I thought they were cool and they had cool stuff on them. But then, like, for a while, there was a couple other guys. God, what grade was I in? Like, fifth or sixth grade, I think. We were, like, learning to play it or something. I I don't remember all the details because I I only just remembered this just now. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was that. Such as life. <laughs> yep, indeed. So here's a piece of news that I don't know if you saw today. You may have, but I'm going to bring it out. There's going to be a new Muppets special on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, the Haunted House The thing? Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So Muppets doing a haunt- Haunted Mansion. So here's the description right here. This fall, Muppets Haunted Mansion will premiere on Disney+. Plus. Disney's press release says this brand new special will feature a star-studded Muppets cast, celebrity cameos, all new music, and spooky fun for families to enjoy together. Um... And it is set in the Haunted Mansion, as in, you know, the Haunted Mansion at Disney. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, I only saw, I saw, I was on Twitter and I saw they kept talking about, but I didn't go too much into the details. Mm -hmm. And the announcement video was uh, just Gonzo and Pepe talking about the fact that it's, that it's coming. There was a sec. The one I saw it wasn't Pepe and Gonzo. It was um, the purple guy, Gri- uh, Uncle Uncle uh, Grizzly, or the, no, the he's. I, I, uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. He's the weird Uncle Grimly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was like him at like an organ talking about it. Oh really? That one yeah. I didn't see. I saw Gonzo and Pepe. So. Hmm. Well, it's funny since we're on Disney Plus. Uh, I on this week uh, they put out two episodes of Star Wars: Clone Wars: The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. What like one that the first episode on May the fourth because it's Star Wars, of course, and yeah. stuff. And then the other one, as we're recording this on a Friday, it came out today. Um, mm. You haven't watched the Clone Wars. No, so I have not watched the Bad Batch because yeah. I've gotta watch the clone wars still which is pretty much that's a someday project (laughs) yeah but if you want to watch the bad batch you can at least i think you just need to watch really the last season so far to just Mm -hmm. understand what's happening because it takes place after uh, it takes place when uh when um uh, order 66 is initiated so Okay, These so it's set between Clone Wars, or it's set between Revenge of the Sith and Rebels. Yeah, Rebels is what right before uh, yes. New Hope. Okay. Yeah, so it takes place during that. It, it literally is like right as Sidious announces Order sixty six, and okay, so, so very before... end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so uh, these five troopers are not affected by uh, the order because, as you'll learn throughout the se- if you get around to it, uh, they have inhibitor chips in their brain when they're when they're made. That oh, and that's why orders. they're called the Bad Batch. I yeah, so it. they don't I follow those rules, okay. and so it's them trying to figure out what happened, and it's like they're watching as the Empire is being built and they're like this isn't why we signed up Mm -hmm. (laughs) they say the war's over but why are we still taking over planets interesting okay that's yeah that's interesting because um 
yeah, the rest of the clones had no choice. They were, that's an interesting kind of free will thing because the rest of the clones were made specifically for that purpose and they're the only ones that don't have the interesting okay yeah there's a great there's a great like i said it's later on in the series of the clone wars but there's mm-hmm. a great like mini sub series of one of the clones figuring out there's an inhibitor chip and trying to figure out why every clone has that you know what and that it's remi- really good you know what that reminds me of a lot is of in uh man of steel when uh they have when uh, Jor-El and Lara have Kal-El naturally so he can grow up to be whatever he wants to be. But everybody yeah. else on Krypton was bred for a specific purpose so that by the time Zod gets to Earth and Krypton is gone, when he says to, to Superman, he says, my only purpose is to protect my people. I have no people. I have no purpose. Yeah. It's it gets yeah, this show gets fucking dark. I love it so much. It's hmm. it's a great little thing to kind of keep kind of the wave of entertainment from usage at Disney Plus until Loki. Yeah, Loki's coming out a whole whopping two days sooner. And everyone went nuts. <laughs> I know. It comes out on <laughs> six nine, everybody. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I'll still watch 69. it, but I'll still watch it. But the whole everyone going insanely, like the fandom behind it that went just extremely insane. Oh sure, like, it's two days earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I I'm... did read some comics though. Um, you did? Okay, cool. Yeah, because I wanted to bounce because uh, this week uh, there was a new Star Wars comic that I actually picked up because I was actually mm-hmm. kind of curious called war of the bounty hunters mm-hmm. i'm probably not going to read the rest of it until it hits the app but i wanted to at least check it out and it's basically the story in between like after boba fett gets han solo's body in carbonite and it's his journey so far it's him taking it to jabba and that's where it starts well that's fun yeah i mean i've said it before i said it, oh, wow it's a phrase i'm kind of repeating myself always but I mean, Boba Fett kind of got kind of got a second wind of being mm-hmm. cool from the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I'll I was actually like kind of interested in reading this comic, and it's basically so first issue is literally just uh, Han Solo's carbonite prison is falling apart, it is dematerializing. So he goes to like some guy to go and fix it. He's like, I'll fix it, but you gotta do something for me. Kill this person. And then I'll do it for you. And it's like a battle royale style. Like he goes to like, he's like a champ. This, the person he's supposed to kill is a champion on this planet. So he goes dressed as a, an all black trooper named, uh, all black Mandalorian named Django to just kill him. So he goes Fun stuff. like with his own father slash clone sources that name to enter in this yep. contest mm. it's fine um yeah. read the second issue of berserker still fought really good mostly a story of the birth of the immortal warrior not too much to write home about and yeah. then i read marvel's new big thing uh heroes reborn 
Oh, Gotta right. say, kind of interested in this. All right. Basic, uh, basic gist. Real quick, remind me, because Heroes Reborn rings a bell, but I can't remember what it's about. Basic gist is Blade, it starts with a monologue from Blade, who wakes up on Earth, but everything's different. Uh, Cat, uh, Tony Stark never became Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Captain America is still in ice. Hmm. Um, there are the heroes are the Squadron Supreme of Hyperion, uh, Justice Girl, the Blur, Spectrum, and Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad guys are, or and other characters are gonna, that show up are like weird, weird variations of villains. So I think I mentioned before they have Doom, but he also has the gem to be has the gem of Sidetrack. So he can become Juggernaut. Uh, okay. Red Skull has a symbiote, so he's the Black Skull. Okay. Thanos has the Infinity Rings, which which is a thing. Um, hmm. The All God Killer ya- Yaga Yagog, who I guess is an older Marvel killer, uh, Marvel character I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the president is Agent Coulson. Hmm. All right. And gotta say, uh, it's a very interesting take. Um, Blade's basic. The whole episode is just kind. Of, the whole first issue is just Blade running around trying to find people. He finds Thor drunk in a bar, but he doesn't have his powers. But he's, uh, and Peter Parker is just some kid. He's basically Jimmy Olsen. Hmm. So it's interesting. That is uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. But the one I think I really want to tell you about, and I, I, I've been saving it because I'm very curious what you're going to think. So I've been on the DC app, and I've been reading the Dark Metal stuff. and Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I've gotten to the point where I think I'm only an issue away. Like, they haven't put up the last issue yet. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I want to read it just because of how fucking ridiculous this gets. It's entirely bonkers, um, right? It's so bonkers because it's basically there's a there's a mini issue within it that basically tracks and tells you the story of all these different Batman from different universes and how they've come to one multiverse one the the man the Batman that laughs multiverse who is dead and he is now fused with Bruce Wayne Watchmen uh, the Bruce Wayne Doctor Manhattan I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the some stupidest bullshit that, and I'm going to just name you how some, they're all basic. There's like a whole bunch. that are basically Batman vil, like villains, but they are Batman. So like, uh, Rachel ghoul is basically a walking Lazarus pit, but he still dresses Batman. Uh, all right. Mongol is called uh war God is, is just called war God. Mm-hmm. And he, they're all dressed as Batman, but the funniest ones are as follows: There is a Bruce Wayne that decided to resurrect his old, wanted to go back, like make himself younger, but he goes far back too far and has the full mind of Bruce Wayne, but he's a baby, and he runs around in a little rocket ship and is, and run and and has a herald of different lantern Batman. To kill people. Uh, uh, hang on. Hang on. It gets uh, better. 
There's a Batman that infused his his mind in uh, basically Terminator story, where Batman puts his mind inside the Batmobile. Uh, okay. There's one where Batman puts his mind inside the robotic T-Rex that's in his cave, and he's bat uh, oh uh Tyrannosaurus Bax or something like oh that. Oh my god. Um, there is, there's uh, it might my personal favorite of all of these. Batman, uh, is trying to save the city of Gotham. Realizes that the that. P- PD's not doing anything. No one can do anything. Mm-hmm. So he turns himself into a sentient castle that overlooks his Gotham, and just basically he's um Dan- he's Danny the Street. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> you haven't made me not want to read this but you have made me know that or you have made me think about how i am going to read this and probably hate myself well that's the thing like this is an issue that came out like (laughs) after issue i guess issue four of just dark of death metal they Mm -hmm. decided to go in a route of of multi multiverse mini stories Mm -hmm. and this one particular book is just nothing but like how these variations of evil Bruce Wayne have come to pass. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, you know what though? That is a good transfer. I have nothing else to add to that. I am going to read this at this (laughs) point, but, but it is a, a good, um, transfer over to a different topic. Since we're talking about multiverses, I want to talk a minute about, uh, this new Superman movie that's in the works because it oh was, yeah, it was news this week, and I've I've got some thoughts about. It. Uh, WB basically talked to uh, the Hollywood Reporter a little bit about the future of DC films, and it was mostly stuff we knew. Uh, but they did confirm that the this new Superman movie that is being written by Tanahisi Coates. Um, who is a very well-received writer. He wrote uh, a run of Black Panther. He wrote a run of Captain America. His uh, nonfiction book, Between the World and Me, which I haven't read yet, but I I plan to because it won all sorts of prizes. It's kind of like a letter to his son about what it means to grow up a black man in America. It seems really interesting. And like I said, it won a bunch of prizes. Everybody loves it. But he is writing the this Superman movie, and they are going to have Superman be black, which I want to touch on. And it is going to be Kal-El, but they didn't say anything about Clark Kent. So, number one, obviously everyone exploded at the idea of black Superman. Yeah. Um, Whatever. There's good and bad reasons to not want. Uh, obviously, if you don't want Black Superman because you're a racist, fuck off. You're a piece of shit. Um, but like, you're a Mister Peehole man. <laughs> Mister Peehole. <laughs> God, that shirt was so good. Uh, it, um, but at the same time, uh. 
there's some rational arguments as well. Like I know our buddy Johnny and our buddy Kyle are more in the camp of just create a whole new character. And I'm not against that either. There are other versions of Superman that are black. There's Calvin Ellis and there's Val Zod. Um, and they, they, you know, over on the Marvel side, they created... Uh, Miles Morales to be new uh, person of color Spider-Man and Miles Morales took off and everybody loves him um, <clears throat> and also I have heard the argument I can't speak to it because I'm white obviously but I have heard the argument that from uh, the African-American standpoint from the from the black community they say okay you don't need to turn Superman black like there's plenty of already good existing black characters you could make a movie out of yeah which is also true uh, <clears throat> so I'll get all that I personally am very okay with Clark Kent being black I don't see any reason Clark Kent shouldn't be black uh, Kal-El is from space. Uh, all I care about is the, the, the Clark Kent story. Like, um, I am nervous, however, that they are going to, and I've heard also through the grapevine, of course, everything is early at this point. They don't even expect the script to be turned into WB until like December or November, but it will probably be another brand new character. Like Kal-El will come to Earth, land somewhere other than Kansas, and have a different human identity, quote-unquote, yeah. than Clark Kent. And I kind of get that. Like, it, it, Especially since it also, I think in the THR piece, it said it's going to be like a period piece, like maybe in the 60s or the 70s or something like that. So like maybe from the point of view of like an urban black community, there's some, some good stories there to tell. But I also think there's a perfectly interesting Clark Kent story to be told of this this alien who is black lands in kansas of all places is adopted by white folks and raised in the 60s in this white as lily fucking white kansas place where he has to grow up black and still becomes superman despite being raised in that environment i think there's a i mean it'd be interesting whichever way they kind of roll with it sure but yeah shit that would i think there's a good be story very, to be, i'd be down with that i think if he landed in that environment was adopted by jonathan and martha kent and raised to just be this great person despite all the adversity in 60s middle america <laughs> For, that a black person would face i think there's a wonderful story to be told there personally <laughs> yeah i'd be um, down with that and so and one other thing and then i'm done with this story <laughs> and this won't mean anything to you because you haven't watched the good place yet <laughs> <laughs> but somebody the other day like yesterday or the day before tweeted um let's get william jackson harper to play superman and i 
can't think of anything else. William Jackson Harper was one of the main characters on The Good Place, and he is great. Okay, <laughs> I know be... who I know who he is. Okay, he would make yeah. a great Superman slash Clark Kent. I would love that so much. Well, since we're still kind of in the mm. realm of comics and movie related stuff, and since we're DC related, um, I saw the sneak peek of um dc's the conjuring comic book that <gasps> they're working you? on yeah i saw only the 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 covers that they put out when they announced it there's a no there's a there's like a little bit i think it's on newsarama or something like that i saw it through my facebook <clears throat> sure. and it it's i mean scott snyder's writing this so oh is he i didn't yeah. know that <gasps> yeah and it looks like it's gonna. It's a five issue series that is definitely a prelude to the Conjuring three. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, at least from the first one, it looks like they're each gonna be about a different ghost. Because mm-hmm. this first one is just called Conjuring, Conjuring the Lover Man, or the mm-hmm. Lover Boy, or just the Lover. I don't know. I might be adding extra words on it. Um, and some of the pay, like, there's no words. It's all just. It's all just the pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's like the first three or four pages. And I'm just like. Damn, this is gonna be good. Did you read Witches? Yes, love witches. So, yeah, Scott Snyder can tell a really good spooky story. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. Oh, me too. When does that movie come out again? June. That July? comes out next month. June. I believe. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that seems right. Yeah. Yeah, because Spiral, which I'm excited for, but have no way of going to see one, see it anytime soon, mm. comes out next week. Uh, yeah, which is that's... the Saw spinoff. <clears throat> I don't think we ever talked about it, but that first trailer for uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, looks just as awesome as the first two. I, uh, I hated the Annabelle movies. I hated The Nun. I hated Curse of La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Just give me just regular conjuring films because that trailer i'm just like yeah this is what i want to see yep yeah and i hate that i like them so much because they're based on the quote-unquote true case files of ed and lorraine warren who were just two terrible con artist people but (laughs) i still really love those movies they're really goddamn good so good did you ever see James Wan's first movie? Did you see Dead Silence? Yeah, I saw Dead Silence, the <gasps> puppet movie. I saw that for the first time last year. Oh, yeah? And I loved it. It's so <laughs> it was good. so good. Like, James Wan, man alive. He's just a good director. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, James Wan can pretty much do anything. Speaking of horror films, because I saw your reaction... Uh, yeah, Shudder next month is putting out the Lost George Romero horror film, The Amusement Park. I have heard of this movie. And obviously it was lost. No one's really watched it. I had heard of it. And I saw that trailer and I went, what in the fuck is this? I can't wait. I'm so excited. I can't either. But based on that trailer, I don't know what this movie is about at all from from the description i read from someone it's basically like what if disney world was in hell Mm -hmm. i hope you know what i hope i i hope it's not like uh his version of the crazies 
the the, the, well, you mean the original version of the crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean the crazy yeah, yeah. well i say george romero's the crazies because the re there's the re that is one of the rare cases where i think the remake is better than the original film yeah the, the remake uh, makes a little bit more sense not only that uh, the original's boring as fuck yeah it's there's, more talking than it is than there is anything else there's huge swaths of that movie where nothing happens <laughs> yeah uh, uh yeah i'm probably have to get i had shutter for a while i got rid of it just because mm-hmm. i was having issues trying to use the app i think i'm gonna get it again for next month i've had it for that and also catch up on all of creep show i was gonna say i've got to get it again because the second season of creep show just ended yeah rat so, bastards <laughs> i didn't hear much about this season of creep show compared to the first season so I don't i've know heard if... mixed i've heard a lot of mixed feelings about it yeah I, I, I maybe everybody i know that watched it just was waiting for the season watched the first season was just waiting for the second season to be over i don't know i haven't heard really anything about it i know like i know some horror actors like and people there's apparently a really good segment in it where justin long goes back in time to old uh movies with um oh my god why am i blanking his name oh no oh no i gotta remember his name <laughs> Is it somebody it's, modern it's, well he's dead now uh crap um, he's dead now hmm? oh god i got this is gonna drive me nuts. Well, now you're uh, gonna make me look it up, aren't you? Christopher Lee. Oh, okay, Christopher Lee. Yeah, because he was like big in like the Hammer films and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's like a segment where like I guess Justin Long goes in back in time to a Christopher Lee movie or something and talks to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That's cool. So I, I need to watch. It. So I'm like, I kind of want to see it, but so far everything I've heard hasn't necessarily been in the greatest light or just nothing at all. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I have a question to ask you since I've been seeing a lot about this and you are now in a position to tell me. How was the Mitchells versus the Machines? I like it. Um, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. <laughs> I love the animation style. It's something I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um... I really like the story behind it. It's just a family just trying to save the world from a robot apocalypse. And it's mm-hmm. just fun. Like, like it's very heartwarming and endearing because, like, it's just this girl who wants to go to film school and her dad is, and her family's, like, weird. Her dad doesn't necessarily understand, mm-hmm. um, like, technology and stuff. And it's, like, they do a road trip to, like, take their daughter to college to try to hopefully make some make uh to amend some bridges before she's gone mm-hmm. and then and then the robot uh, robot apocalypse starts from an app that's and it's fun. just cute is it's that a, on it's, like a, it's netflix, a lighthearted right? film on yeah it's on netflix okay. lighthearted there's a lot of great little easter eggs that they throw in there hmm. um it's cute. I would say a good movie for like if you and Leanne are looking for something. Yeah, I'll to, check like, it out. Watch. It's like about two hours long. Mm-hmm. It's oh my cute, god, yeah. I'm 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 scrolling looking for other things that happened this week, and the trailer for Spiral just came up, and one of the actors in this movie 
is on uh, The Handmaid's Tale, and I recognized him by his massive eyebrows. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Um, we actually should talk. I want to talk about this because you, you're, you're watching Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale, right? Yes. Like this season so far. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't see the most. Re- I saw the first two. The third one is that I saw the first, th- two or three. A new one just came out this week. Yeah. So. Haven't seen that one yet. I I haven't watched any of it. However, I have been sitting when mom has thrown on the new season. And so I've been watching that with her. So I've been playing like a weird catch-up game of watching this. <laughs> We're like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> That's a weird way to watch it, but okay. Yeah. I know your well, mom. Man, it... <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> your mom <laughs> called me a pussy because I was bitching about was the so show. Fun. Just it was so, so funny. Just so. It was so like she's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Matt, and he's like. Talking about Handmaid's Tale and how rage watching the Handmaid's Tale and how fucking hopeless and depressing and bleak and and my mom just unprovoked just like he's like he's such a fucking pussy I'm just like oh my god (laughs) I'm sorry I watch it it's really good in terms of it's made really well everyone in it um, is really good. Uh, it absolutely has something to say in terms of uh, real-world politics and everything. It is the most depressing, hopeless thing I've ever watched in my life. Every time, of the, every yeah. time something good happens to somebody, five minutes later, it's undone by something horrible happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, like... <laughs> Like the whole bit, like just from the season, like they get when they escape onto and they're hiding out in the barn, and that little girl that's like the mistress or whatever, the fourteen-year-old that is sitting um, there talking about being gang raped. Ter- yeah, horrifying that's when they talk about her life story and like how oh, she's no. just basically there to appease her husband. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're like a twelve-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And mm. um. You froze for a second. I didn't. I did, so there's a random oh no in my recording. I'm gonna have to take out. Yeah, you um, had a weird. Yeah, you on my end. You just had like this shitting grin while I'm talking about a little girl being used. I'm just like wow. Yeah, yeah. That was that was me saying to you. Oh, you mean the 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 14 year old girl that just sits there talking about being gang raped? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. that's real uh, fun. Uh, um, and then, like, uh, I think that's the same episode, that it, or maybe the episode after, where they they escape, and then they get caught again, and then they're all going to escape again, and then, like, three of them get run over by a train while they're escaping. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah, turned like to Leanne. All the like, Handmaid's Tale, except for, yeah, except for June and what's her name with the eye patch just get either gunned down or run over and even june if you had seen the other seasons the absolute shit that she has been through is astounding they have tortured her so much over the seasons i'm like oh my god I turned to Leanne. I'm like, I don't know why I'm still watching this. <laughs> Nothing. Good That's happens. why you should watch. If you next time you watch it, throw on Mitchell's versus the machines afterwards. I 
guess it's so. very wholesome. I guess. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm rage watching it at this point because I'm like, how? Why are they doing this to me? <laughs> like shaking my fist. Yeah, just you gotta start setting up like putting nice things after you watch mm-hmm. it, so you get like. To like throw on like a like a compilation of puppies just being yeah. pet or something like for that. For three seasons, I keep going. Oh, okay. Now is when something good. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, oh, finally there. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about um. I they 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 mentioned that uh, Guy Gardner is going to be the main uh, focus of the Green Lantern mm. show. Well, yeah, I I. They cast him. I'm wondering, because uh, actually, I I found more. I don't think he's gonna be the main. I think what's gonna be happening with this show. Oh come show, on, let's just go right to cocky. No, I think what's happening with the show is it's gonna take place over time. Is what I think I saw. Where like it's gonna have something like Alan Scott will be in it and Alan Scott was the first Green Lantern and Guy Gardner will be in it. Right. And uh, I think even eventually um, the two most recent Human Lanterns, they're a few years old at this point, but oh, uh, Jessica, Jessica Cruz and, and Simon, Simon Boz. Boz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which would be cool, but I'm just really, I was stoked when I saw it's going to be Guy Gardner because Guy Gardner out of all of them is the one that uh, hasn't no that's not true I was gonna say out of all of them is the one that's got the least play but I think actually if I had to think about it I think Kyle Rayner actually gets the least play because even in recent years uh, Guy has been super important he led the Red Lanterns for quite a while and stuff like that yeah I mean at least in the comics I've been reading lately Everyone like even Guy Gardner got into got like something important to do in the dark metal death mm-hmm. metal kind of stuff. Whereas yeah. Kyle has done jack squat. Yeah, Kyle really kind of gets the short end of the stick. Um, no, I'm uh, Finn Wittrock is the actor's name. I guess he's mostly from American Horror Story, which I've never. I'm, I'm familiar with his stuff. Mm. Um, I mean. I'm curious because every character I've seen him play, it's very stone. It's very Stonewall. He has like one expression, and that's really it. Yeah, that's not that's not Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is angry and sassy, and well, sassy is not yeah. the word. Uh, I mean, this guy can do angry sure. pretty well, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I don't know about like cocky like. That's it's why I actually liked Guy a lot when they switched him over to the Red Lanterns because uh, when he was – he might still be a Red Lantern. I'm behind. No, he's my, a green He's a green. Oh, he's lantern, back to being yeah. green again? Yeah. No. Oh. Because when he was a Red Lantern, he even said uh, in one of the issues something – he was kind of talking to Hal about like, look, I never fit in in the Green Lanterns and like – I, this is where I belong, like, and I've turned the, the Red Lantern core around, like, yeah, we're a bunch of angry guys, but the, the core isn't out there being villains anymore. He turned them into, like, the anti-hero. Yeah. That's when the Red Lanterns went from being villains to anti-heroes kind of thing, so. Well, I just need McFarlane to start putting out more figures of Lanterns so I can build my army. Totally. Oh, 
I just I want to bring it up on the show. I know we already talked about it, but that uh, McFarlane Doctor Fate figure announcement oh, earlier I this week it. made me so happy. I know the his his versions of Bizarro mm-hmm. just came out today, as well as his the, his uh, Batman by Batman. Todd McFarlane. Yeah. I saw that figure in Walmart. Uh, I was at Walmart yesterday. I don't like it. It's not. I mean, it's a good figure. It's well made. I just don't like the way it looks because yeah. Todd does weird stuff when he designs. I want Bizarro though because I don't have a Bizarro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm super excited about his version of Doctor Fate because it's based on the uh, Injustice Two design of Doctor Fate, which is a really good design. And there's not very many Doctor Fate figures. There's like two. And they're both kind of boring. One of them is based off the Justice League animated version, which is just like a flat blue and a flat yellow color. And there's a comic one, I think, from the old DC Universe Classics line. But it's also kind of like a flat, uninteresting paint job. It's not so... Did you see the McFarlane Grodd that he's making from Injustice? There's two. There's one that's gonna have gold armor, and there's one that's gonna have silver armor. Oh, I just get. I just need one. I don't need both. <laughs> yeah, I'll take either one. I Gorilla Grodd figure. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, with all these other Batman I told you about earlier, like he's gonna have a plethora to work <laughs> with with all these like baby Batman and the like, Castle Batman. <laughs> well, you mentioned lanterns. He's done two different John Stewart's and those are the only Green Lanterns he, he did the animated John Stewart and he did like a more comic book type John Stewart yeah. and I have them both they're really good but now he needs to do Guy Gardner Kyle Rayner Hal Jordan Jessica Cruz Simon Boz Kilowog uh, Chomar Ray Shift Shift Atrocitus Larflees uh, was that uh, uh, the Phil guy Phil uh Phil Platts, the, the the broccoli head one. Yeah, I can't think of his name either. Philo, uh, Philo uh, something. Philo, yeah, Philo something. Mm-hmm. And the and the dog. I want the dog. Ah, uh, yeah. The or, the or what man. I said, Mogo. A Mogo, a a good detailed Mogo figure. Even though it would be just a ball, but just like a good paint job on a on a. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. <laughs> they just uh, someone just posted that they have the Marvel Legends uh, Modok like figure, the new Modok figure that came out. Huh. And I, I want was... it. I want a Modok. <laughs> Modok is not a character design I've ever liked. It's it's so stupid, and yet I want it mainly because I don't have to worry about it being a build a figure because mm. they just put out the new build a figure line. That builds Mr. Hyde just mm-hmm. came out, and I hate all the figures in it, but I want Mr. Hyde, because all the figures are Shang-Chi in the uh, the Ten Rings, mm-hmm. and then a Contest of Champions Captain America, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care. Oh, that was the other thing that came out this week. Um, Marvel had that, like, mo- little movie vignette thing about, like, their next, like, We've been doing this for blah blah blah, and now oh, I saw that came. Thing. I I didn't watch it though. It it's nothing. Extru- everyone was going crazy for it because mm-hmm. mainly because there was new, there was actual, actual footage 
of the Eternals, and everyone went crazy. But the thing is, Ugh. the Eternal it was it wasn't anything to really go off of, mm-hmm. uh, because they did like a whole mota- uh, like montage of all the old of all the Marvel films that have happened, mm-hmm. and then it's like, and now we paved the way for the future, and then they showed like Black Widow, Loki, then some Shang Chi footage, and then. Basically, like a photo of all the Eternals in their human bodies, kind of standing in a row in a field or something, and that was it. And then they did like a a montage of all their new uh, new films where mm. they there was like a couple of announcements in it where Black Panther Two is called Black Panther Wakanda, Wakanda Forever, Forever. Mm-hmm. and then Captain Marvel Two is just called the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, a leak. From the set of Miss Marvel. Of, oh, of Kamala's Of Kamala outfit. in her costume. And yeah. I was like, to me, it's a whatever. But it is a really good translation of that costume. It's, I mean, it looks exactly like her costume in the book. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll probably watch it. But again, not my kind of show. But I'm in this weird place where I'm not excited for any of the movies except for Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Those are the two I'm kind of the, I'm the most excited about. <clears throat> like Shang Chi doesn't necessarily do anything for me. Uh, Black Widow has done Black nothing. Widow. Nope. Uh, Eternals is probably we'll see. Um, I saw James Gunn post something the other day about the the release date for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and even yeah. that I was kind of like. Because the last time I revisited Volume 2, I was like, oh, I still really like the first one, but this second one is not as as good as I thought it was. Well, the thing is, like, especially with the way everything's been going around James Gunn in general, Mm. like, ever since that announcement, now it's just rampant of everyone. He gets bugged more than anyone else about, like, a Marvel film. Mm -hmm. Um and so it's just like he's so he trolls the fans all the time with like who's he's like someone sent him a like sent him a tweet that was like can, so when do we get some casting news so he just is like well we have Batista as Drax I've casted uh, Plum and Plum as a uh, uh, as Mantis. Mantis like just naming everyone who is already there did you um see the thing from him the other day it made me laugh so hard because he, he, he's working on Peacemaker and he, he tweeted something about. We just blew, there was a dummy standing in the door oh, yeah. of the barn, and we blew up the barn, and the producer didn't know it was a dummy, and he stood there for a good five seconds thinking we had just accidentally <laughs> killed a real person. <laughs> oh my god. I, I can't wait for Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. I know. I'm so, so excited. Good. Did you see, like, the art? piece that was like made for like a commission piece that was made that's kind of like um uh it was kind of like the fantastic four uh classic comic book but it's starro and a bunch of them just beating the crap out of each other i didn't see that that's so good i kind of want steal it and use it as my photo wallpaper now that is pretty cool i like that uh good times Let's yeah yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, yeah, I, mean, I think that just about does that. Yeah, the week. only yeah the only other thing that happened with me is I made a horrible choice and I bought some movies. Nothing super exciting. Mm. Just some horror films I got from 
this really cool place in North Carolina called Orbit DVD. If you guys are looking for, yeah, you posted those, and I was like, "What are these?" Because you you bought like you had titles there I recognized, but they I was like, I've never yeah, seen these the, editions. The Night of the Criterion edition of Night of the Living Dead, Dead mm-hmm. uh, the Shao Fact, the Scream Factory restoration of Event uh, of, Ver, of 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 Event Horizon. The Arrow version of RoboCop. Okay. Uh, and then this movie. Okay. So this other movie, I've never watched it. I only know of it because of when I worked at Amoeba. I saw it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Night of the Demon. And you can only get it through one particular vendor. Uh, and it has to be region free. I have no, I know nothing about this film. I know there's like a big puppet like demon of some sort. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Why not? Why not? I support physical media in every way. Yeah, I saw a super scary thing the other day. What company? So was it Sony or Warner Brother? It was an article I saw the other day about there's going to be a phasing out of blu-rays i think it was warner brothers but that's been a that's been a thing for a while though. i know like, but i think it was even more at the fo- i'll have to see if i can dig that article back up i don't want to speak too which much is so, on it but yeah but it's so lame because i love physical media like mm-hmm. have all the streaming services you want it works out great but i would much prefer to have like a physical copy so in case like internet doesn't work i still have something to watch yeah, and even buying digital movies, I don't know. I, I, I like having my movies, for, which is weird because I'm digital. My music is all digital now. My comics are all digital now. And for some reason, my movies, because I know people that just buy their movies off iTunes or they just buy digital movies off Amazon or they just buy digital movies. We've, we've touched on this before. There's something about... Um, like I'm the same way. Like I still have all my old CDs Mm -hmm. from before I went digital. Like recently I still buy comics, but not as much as because everything else I decided to just go digital. There's just something about movies in particular. Mm -hmm. And it's just because so much work goes into them and so much work goes into like artwork and all that stuff for the physical release. It's just something right. cool, like it, it. And I know everyone has their own vices of what they think, but like some people have like their living room full of like bookcases with books, mm-hmm. and it's like us. Well, you, and then eventually me when I get my own place, where like our figures are just yep. going to be out in the open for for to, for display. And I, like most people with bookcases full of books, I like I'm not big on having books, but I want to have like all my uh, display all my movies yeah and it's not uh something i've ever experienced personally just because i don't own any digital movies but i believe i've even heard people say that they get better picture quality off of their physical disc than they do i i can i can agree to that because this i rented the movie freaky uh, off of Amazon Prime when it first came out, mm-hmm. and then I purchased. I went and bought the film. I've heard good it, things about that movie. It's so good. I have to bring it. Wait, I might have a digital code that you can use if you want. Um, <laughs> as I said, but yeah, I the picture quality and like the, on Amazon Prime is like you can watch it in 4K, but 
the when you buy it's the your movie, internet you, speed. Yeah, it, yeah, but like when you when I bought the movie, there's no option for a 4K version. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all about internet speed, and like the quality on the disc itself was way better than like watching it digital. Yeah, that's wild. I, so yeah, in streaming services, the other problem is like eventually if they keep they're either going to keep going more broken up or eventually they're all going to have to like collapse and come back together into i don't know it's just it's it's an expensive option to keep having to have everything all the time yeah well i actually watched the other day on pbs uh, a show that I like that I haven't seen in a long time. It's because it's on a streaming service I don't have. It's and I'm like, can I get that on something? And I looked and it's like, oh yeah, I can buy like a whole. Of course, it's DVD, but it's better than nothing. I could get a whole DVD box set of all of the seasons of it. And I'm like, if I do that, I don't have to get BritBox, you know? And yeah. <clears throat> it makes it so. it's just it's just i don't know it's just something better about having it physically versus mm-hmm. trying to hunt it down on like 17 different streaming services and hope that they have it that yep. actually happened to me um i set up my i was on hulu because this month they're supposed to release this horror movie called saint ma that got pushed back <coughs> because of pandemic and all that stuff mm-hmm. um I've heard good things about it. I've seen the trailer hunt like so many times when I was at work and I, but it's like on Hulu and it's just like, it's only going to be on for like a, at a specific time. So you either find it, you either wait till then and just hope for the best or just wait till it finally comes out on DVD. And a part of me is just like, well, I can wait a little bit longer, but it would be nice to watch it. Like when I, when it comes out, mm-hmm. I don't know. Physical media is just better. I agree. 100%. Which is weird because I also, not recently, but over the last like five to ten years, I've purchased some vinyl, like records. Hmm. Yep. But I have no record player. <laughs> I do, and I have no vinyl. <laughs> like I have, like I have, oh my, I should bring up my South Park vinyl then. Because I have like picture discs that have like a song on each side. That's and so one of funny. them has Jack in it in San Diego. We can listen to it on its crisp vinyl. Crisp vinyl. And have your oh wife God. just stare at us being like, look at these idiots. <laughs> well, I, I have the uh, I have a radio CD cassette vinyl yeah. uh, combo. And I don't use it for anything. I have it. It looks nice. Eventually, maybe I'll set it up. But... Yeah, I'm, part of me is like, maybe I'll get, like, a cheap, not, like, a super expensive one, but, like, a cheap one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll actually ever play it, because some of them I got were collectible, mm-hmm. for collectible purposes. My brother and his fiance use their turntable all the time. I bought him uh, a couple records for Christmas. Um, it's weird how vinyl is making a weird comeback. It is. I Volbeat saw... just put out, like, a glow-in-the-dark vinyl of their first album. Mm-hmm. And I'm like partially like, I kind of want this. <laughs> it's odd. It's something that I, whatever. I don't sit in the, most of the time when I listen to music, I'm out of the house. 
Yeah, you and, don't really have a portable vinyl player you can just have. Right, <laughs> and when I'm in the house, I prefer to, like, put ear pieces in rather than... Because that way I can just not have... Um, like, if the neighbor's mowing the lawn or something, yeah. I can still... I, can, I don't know. I don't have the, the sound system mentality at this point i used to have a sound system back when i i had a <clears throat> like the five cd changer and the speakers and everything i used to do that but same that mentality's kind of gone from me now <laughs> let us know what you guys think about your about your collections of stuff whether it be vinyl movies whatever let us know i guess on mm-hmm. twitter or facebook or instagram yeah, totally. We'll 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 pay attention. Yeah. We'll listen or read or whatever. <laughs> whatever these kids are doing these days. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that for this week. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, 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 oh,